Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, the second chapter beginning with the second verse. In the days to come, in the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of the mountains. It will be lifted above the hills, people will stream to it. Many nations will go and say, come, Let's go up to the Lord's mountain, to the house of Jacob's God, so that he may teach us his ways and we we may walk in God's paths. Instruction will come from Zion, the Lord's word from Jerusalem. God will judge between the nations and settle disputes of mighty nations. Then they will beat their swords into iron plows and their spears into pruning tools. Nation will not take up sword against nation. They will no longer learn how to make war. Come, house of Jacob, let's walk by the Lord's light. This is the word of God for the people of God. And now, O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Throughout the world, the world, this Sunday, churches of every kind are celebrating World Communion Sunday. This first Sunday of October is the day that we annually set aside to remember that in spite of all of our many differences in the church, differences of language and ethnicity and race and economics and denomination, for all that divides us, that the church is the church, that we are united by sharing a common faith and gathering at a common table. On this day, throughout the world, the body of Christ, the blood of Christ, will be blessed and shared in both developed, advanced nations and developing poorer nations, in big city churches like this one and little country churches. Today, the Lord's body and blood will be shared in places where Christians are in the majority and in places where Christianity is a persecuted minority. Today, the body and blood of Christ will be given out in cathedrals and basilicas, churches and chapels, storefront churches, auditoriums, tents, homes, basements, and even under trees. I preach to a church under a tree. The Lord's Supper will be shared in churches where people are quite wealthy and in places of complete extreme poverty, in slums and in prisons, in refugee camps. 
Today, the Lord's body and blood will be shared in traditional churches, in liturgical churches, in contemporary and modern churches, in mainline churches, progressive churches, traditional churches, charismatic churches, dogmatic churches, fundamental churches. Today, the Lord's body and blood will be handed out to people who are standing and singing and kneeling and dancing and chanting and clapping and sitting silently and raising their hands and people with heads bowed in prayer. Today, communion, the Lord's Supper, will be shared online and in person on college campuses and retreat centers and military bases and on ships on every continent in every hemisphere. Bread and juice will be blessed and shared from the hands of bishops and pastors, priests, monks, and lay people, men and women of all ages in every known language today, worldwide, we share in this common task. Just Methodist churches alone of our tradition are represented in 138 different countries. Add to that all of the Catholic churches, the Orthodox churches, and the very many Protestant Protestant denominations. And Christ is being worshipped and his body and blood shared literally throughout the world. We gather here today with dozens of others who share a, a common faith journey with us. But we are being reminded today on this World Communion Sunday that our gathering is not limited to those that we can see within these four walls, but we are gathering quite literally today with thousands upon thousands of brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. In a few moments, we'll come to the table figuratively, a table that's about two and a half feet deep and about 12 feet wide. But we're reminded today that the Lord's table extends for miles and miles and miles in every direction around the world. And today symbolizes what we believe to have been God's intent from the very beginning. If you take a close look at Scripture from the very opening book of the Bible, Genesis, through Revelation, we see over and over that God's vision, God's plan has been for all of creation. When God called Abraham and Sarah to be the parents of his chosen nation, Israel, he reminds them, Genesis 12, 2, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That is God's heart and desire to bless all families, all tribes, all nations. Moments ago, I read from the book of Isaiah, chapter two, verse three said, Many nations will say, come, let us go up to the Lord's mountain, to the house of Jacob's God, so that he may teach us his ways and we may walk in God's paths. You may recall that on the the day that Jesus ascended to heaven following his resurrection, his last instruction to his disciples was, go and make disciples of who? All nations. 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded. You see those disciples displayed around the world. We know that once they received the Holy Spirit, they carried the message of the gospel, a God of love, to every known place in the world at that time. And if you turn to the final book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, it tells us about a great wedding feast that we'll all attend one day, the marriage feast of Christ and his bride, the church. And gathered there at the feast will be people of every tribe, tongue, and language. This has been God's plan, God's purpose, God's scope from the very beginning. It includes all people. Have you ever noticed that when we affirm our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed, we say a phrase, I believe in the holy, what? Catholic Church. The holy Catholic Church. Likewise, when we say the Nicene Creed, we say, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. But you may have noticed that the word Catholic isn't capitalized. It has a small C. The big C, Catholic, of course, is the Catholic Church, the the denomination, the body of the Catholic Church led by the Pope. Little C, Catholic, just simply means universal. To say the church is Catholic, it just means the church is everywhere and that that's God's intent. I believe in a holy, universal church. Pope Francis, speaking of the little c, Catholicity of the church, says, in the diversity of people who experience the gift of God, each in accordance with its own culture, the church expresses her genuine Catholicity. A few weeks ago, we read from the book of Ephesians for a number of weeks. Ephesians 4, verse 4 says, you, the church, are one body. And one spirit. Notice he doesn't say you're many bodies located in many places. No, we the church are one body and one spirit. He goes on. Just as God also called you in one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all. Who is over all, through all, and in all. That's a unitive statement. That in spite of our many differences, in spite of all that divides us, that there are many things that hold us in common. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. One God and Father of all. Now, I know this is a highly intelligent crowd. I don't mean to insult you by stating the obvious. But if you would allow it, if the church of Jesus around the world is one body and we are united by a common spirit, a common hope, a common faith and baptism, that there is one God and Father of all, does that not make us a family? I mean, I know that's a hard concept and we don't even necessarily know the person sitting on the pew with us. 
But isn't that what Paul is telling us in Ephesians? That in reality, because of what holds us in common, the same spirit that lives within us, the same faith that we share, the same Lord, that we are one, that we are brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of the same heavenly Father. And let me just take it a step further. If we are brothers and sisters in Christ, even those who I don't know and are strangers to me, does that not in some way call us to love and care for our entire family of faith? Regardless of distance, regardless of cultural and language differences, regardless of nationality or citizenship, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of education, regardless of political or theological persuasion, regardless of denomination, regardless of immigrant status, aren't we by Christ all one family? And aren't we called to love and concern for our family? Are we not called to love our siblings in Christ wherever they are? Let, let, me just, let me just ask you a question. When you watch the news, and I know many of us do, and you see the faces of people around the world who are suffering, people living in refugee camps, people on the run because of political disaster or natural disaster, people gathering at borders as immigrants trying to find a new life, people who are suffering in the aftermath of, of, of earthquakes and floods and tsunamis. When you look at their faces on the news, do you recognize that often these are our brothers and sisters in Christ? That it's not enough to just label them as victim, refugee, immigrant, illegal. That very often, these are brothers and sisters who have been baptized in the same waters as we have and redeemed by the same Lord as we've been redeemed, loved by the same God, sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father. World Communion Sunday reminds us to think and look beyond the walls of our own church and be reminded of the scope and scale of the Christian family and the church's global mission. Author Diana Butler Bass writes, we must not only think globally and act locally, we must think and act globally and locally simultaneously. We live in a layered commons our streets, our neighborhoods, cities, regions, nations, and globe. Catholic writer Jim Wallace adds, there are no non-neighbors in the world. We're all neighbors. And of course, Jesus tells us, commands us, love your neighbors. Well, if that's true in the world in general, how much more true is it in the church, the global church? A few moments ago, Charlie came and shared with us that today we are beginning our stewardship campaign. We are called. Over the coming weeks, we'll be reminded of the call to support the church. It's a commitment we make when we join the church. 
Well, today, as we talk about the global church on World Communion Sunday, and as we begin the stewardship emphasis, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how much this church throughout our history has supported the work of Christ around the world. Throughout this church's history, there have been many missionaries who have been supported, many mission trips to foreign countries, many offerings made and collected for tragedies in other places. But in addition to that, I also want you to know about something we do every week. When you put money in the offering plate, when you make a contribution to this church, a percentage of every dollar you give goes to something that we Methodists call apportionments. It's, it's sort of like the Methodist tax. <laughs> it's, it's our contribution to the work of United Methodism beyond what we do here at First Church. It supports work that's done across Florida and across our nation and quite literally across the world. This year in 2021, we will give over $100,000 to our apportionments. And you should know that a significant portion of that goes to the work of the church in the world. We support a, a university in Africa. We support missionaries throughout the globe. We support organizations like the United Methodist Volunteers and Missions and the United Methodist Commission on Relief that are first responders when there are national and international tragedies. Each week, you give, not just to support First Church Orlando, but to support the church of Jesus in the world. Today, we're reminded, friends, that we are part of something that's much bigger than what we're doing right here, right now, and what's right in front of us. We are part of Christ's church that transcends every boundary. We are sons and daughters of the living God of the universe. We are part of one global faith family And we share with our brothers and sisters around the globe one God, one faith, one baptism, one table, because we're all part of one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. As we gather at the table today, we look to our left and our right, and we see a great chain of followers of Jesus stretching out in every direction as we share his body and blood together. Let us pray. So holy God, in every place where your people are gathering around tables to share bread and juice or wine symbolizing your son, the savior of the world, pour out your grace, pour out your blessing. May we in these moments be one, globally one by your spirit as we receive it in these moments. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website, at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, 
we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.